1: Welcome to 90 Day Fiancé WTF podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's 90 Day Fiancé. I am Nadia and with me is my co-host, Lon. Hey, everybody. What's up, Nadia? Or if I'm with the girls, he will be Lana. Mm-hmm. Get it? No, you know, like jo- <laughs> so Jovi right. became Jovina because he's with the oh, family. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> that was, uh, that was sorry, interesting. That was, like, that was an interesting scene.
1: Which part, the drinks with the girls, yeah, or... the
0: drinks with the girls, especially I think when Jovi was left alone. That part was for me at least.
1: You think that he was uh being interrogated?
0: Okay, let me get to it. So when he was telling them how influential there were, and then he, he just flat out said, you have fake yeah. boobs. I was like, yo, and just calling them out. Shots fired. Yeah, I was like, okay, that's that's not really, maybe that's how he talks to women. I don't know. He just started calling them out like that. And they actually took it pretty well. I mean, they didn't seem to be offended or anything. And he was just like, you have fake boobs and you have fake boobs. And now she wants fake boobs. <laughs> like, Yo, man, this guy has no chill.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So what do you think about that scene in particular? Would you side with Jovi or do you think that the friends are right when they say that he's being overly protective?
0: It's in the middle, right? Jovi is somewhat protective sometimes or not protective, controlling sometimes. Mm. And I can see how this is an opportunity for them to call him out on that. Mm. Is this the right opportunity? I don't think so, because I think he's making a really good point. We talked about it last week, how he does make what we would consider a, a fair trade here. We'll go, and I'm down to go with you, but wait for me so I can go with you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, shit's dangerous. Yeah. Um, but for me, what opened my eyes a little bit, and this was also true, was she wants to help. And we don't know what the situation is going to be like in three weeks. It might even be too late. And then there goes our opportunity to try to help them. So, you know, after that was kind of verbalized, I was like, okay, I could kind of see that. This is her home. These are her friends, people she cares about. And someone to say, wait, just give us three weeks. And for her to think, we might not have that. yeah, We might not. I was looking at TV going, okay, I get it. I get it. If that was in my position too, and someone was telling me to wait, you know, I didn't consider that, but now that I know, I would probably consider that if I were in her shoes. I'd be like, look, we might not have that. And that's urgency, mm. right? To me, that was an eye opening insight that I should have considered and I hadn't considered up until this episode.
1: Yeah, that's a really fresh perspective there. I never thought of it that way. I think I was more leaning towards Jovi because she planned to bring Myla and I kind of put myself in his shoes and be like, well, you know, yeah, I that's have to look out for my no family. For <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, I know you're going to Prague, but, you know, Myla being very young and I'm not coming with you, I can definitely feel his anxiety because I think I would be the same. But I can also see your point of view, Lon, where, yes, there is urgency because maybe they don't have three weeks. Maybe her friends need some sort of humanitarian help during those times. And maybe she could be helping them safely from Prague. But again, like there are a lot of unknowns, so I can see why Jovi's also very skeptical. Yeah. And it sometimes Yara sounds very impulsive because she's very insistent, right? She's like, I want to go back to Europe. As soon as I get my green card, going back to Europe, I don't care. No one's going to stop me. And if she can hear herself, or see herself in the mirror she could understand why jovi's like whoa oh yeah
0: girl like chill <laughs>
1: you know you I have still a kid think, now.
0: yeah i still think he's right and let's not get things twisted i mm-hmm. still think he's right listeners <laughs> i still think he's right you said it it is an impulsive decision she is acting off emotion if we're to think logically here you're, you know and you're gonna take the kid and you're going full speed ahead You know, he makes a lot of sense by saying, let's plan this out. Let me come with you and things like that. While I understand the urgency, I still do think he's in the right here to just let's plan this out. Let's get a plan going. We can't just fly blind, Mm -hmm. going to some kind of war zone or whatever. And, you know, like you said, granted, they'll be in Prague and stuff like that. But how do we plan to help them? You know, so it still needs some careful consideration and some thought. Totally.
1: And I was also wondering, now that we're talking out loud about this, why can he take off from work? Yeah. Why does he have to go back to work if his wife is in distress and wants to go back to Europe? Can he postpone it? Can he maybe swap out with another colleague for another month schedule or something? Like, it just feels like he's not willing to compromise in that particular department and maybe... Maybe it's a restriction at work. I don't know. But other than that, I just want to commend Jovi for holding his own while talking to her friends. Because clearly they were like trying to get to him about being overly protective and mm-hmm. very controlling. But I think when he said, "Like, hey, I understand that you guys have influence over her. So I would like your support. To let her know that, you know, maybe she's making a rash decision. And I thought that was really stand up of him to do that, you know.
0: It was very mature. Very mature. And um, it's also one of those things where you really have to go out. And I would call it kind of like sticking your neck out. Because mm. for me, it's like if I knew that they didn't see me in the best light, they're talking shit behind my back, you know, while they're with uh, my girlfriend and stuff like that. For him to just be like, look, she listens to y'all. You know what I mean? Like, can you just put in a word, put in a good word yeah. for me? Like he did. He takes a certain level of maturity rather than just be like, well, let's just sit here awkwardly and I'll uh, make fun of your boobs. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he really did. Like, she listens to y'all. I know you guys care about her. Can you just kind of, but I think they answered normally. They still had her back, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, it wasn't like, oh yes, we'll totally do that. But they were just like, you know, and then they took that as an opportunity to be like, you do, what did she say? A tad bit? Is that what she said? You're a tad bit controlling. Controlling, yeah. Something like that, yeah. (laughs)
1: Anyway, shall we move on to the family Libby?
0: (laughs) I mean, what else is there to say? Because this is their show. Like, Mm. you know what I mean? This isn't Libby and Andre anymore. And it makes me wonder what the rest of the season is going to be for Libby and Andre, because this is totally turning into their, at least Libby and Andre's scenes. It's, it's just the Charlie show or Libby's family show at this point. But all we get are scenes with the sisters, scenes with the mom, scene, now scenes with Charlie. I didn't really care much for it. I know it was going to be Charlie justifying himself, trying to win over his family. Sisters try to call him out and he's like, eh whatever 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 and it's andre's the common denominator here and it's just like we're so far off from like libby and andre at the moment just give them their show on discovery plus stop yeah. wasting our time yeah if i wanted to watch this you know what i mean <laughs> i don't know so i sat through it i didn't fast forward through it but mm-hmm. the entire time i'm like this isn't about libby and andre anymore
1: yeah totally what i'm you with think? you there A hundred percent, right? Everything you said, the highlight here is about her family conflict and not really about their relationship anymore. It's more about Becky, Jen, Charlie, the mom now, right? I mean, Chuck is probably also in the sidelines just waiting to come in. Yeah, it's less about Andre and Libby nowadays. That's not why we watch this show. It's mostly to focus on people's relationship. I just found it funny how towards the end of the dinner discussion, everyone sort of agreed that
0: the problem was Andre. (laughs) Yeah. And I could see it moving in that direction, too. Yeah. And maybe they are. Maybe they're setting it up. Like, what's her face? Pedro and what's her face? Uh, Maybe they are. Yeah. Yeah, Chantel, like the family Chantel. Maybe they are. And if they are, then you called it like what a, uh, a season or two ago? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that the family is setting themselves up for the fucking spinoff. And it's just yeah. like, uh... and it's perfect
1: timing too, because there's not going to be any more family Chantel, right? Because there's mm. no more Pedro. Maybe Chantel will be in the single life. Who knows? But yeah, I don't think they deserve their own show anymore. I, so I can definitely see Andre and Libby taking over that slot from yeah. Chantel and her family. Yeah. Maybe they will get what they wish for. So, let's move on to Usman and Kimbali. Oh, man. Dude, I read someone called her a sex beggar, and I'm like, that's, that's very appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> I also feel like Kim really doesn't know what she wants because they keep circling back to this same topic
0: of first wife
1: second wife what you can't do what i want to do what i want you to do like kim we get it you look like a woman who wants attention and love from someone we get it all of us wants that usman is the last guy on earth for you to get that from (laughs) he's a famous guy in nigeria he can have any women he wants.
0: They said it on this episode too.
1: Exactly. Yep. And yep. you want something else. You think you want him because of his celebritydom or whatever, his fame. But really what you want is a man who would cater to you 24-7 or whatever that is that you need from your partner. And it's not Usman.
0: A one-woman man, at that.
1: A monogamous yes. relationship. For yes. For sure.
0: Let's start yeah, there. <laughs> it's, it's a cycle now. Every episode is about, yeah, I'm down for this, but I'm not down for that. And then, yep. okay, wait, wait, okay, well, okay, I'm just, you know, I'm just mad and I'm okay. I'm going to work this out. No, 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 I don't like this. I'm just like, dude, <laughs> like, yeah, you are not down for this. Like, yep. you're not. Don't you.
1: convince yourself otherwise. Yeah. yeah, This is not for it's you, not... Kim. <laughs>
0: It's the same fucking argument we've had the last two uh, episodes already. Yeah. Like, not, you ain't built for this. Admit yeah. It. You Cut ain't built for sister-wiving. <laughs> no, you not built for sister-wiving. Yeah. And
1: it got to a point where, I hate to say this, but it became pathetic to the point where mm-hmm. she was surprised a female turned up to his birthday party. Yeah. And I'm like, it's a birthday party. Yes. Oh, a celebrity. Yes. Who do you think will turn up? It's an, what, all-male fraternity? I made the same fucking note. Like, and Kim thought this woman's gonna marry him. This is gonna be like
0: all dudes party. Like, he's got other friends. Yeah. Now he can't have women like turn up just to celebrate a birthday. Like, see, like, I wish Kim. I'm gonna go, I gotta talk to you. I gotta talk to you. (laughs) No, you don't. Whatever you have to say can be said amongst friends. Yeah. This is a friend. Like, oh my gosh.
1: I feel secondhand embarrassment for Kim because yeah. that's how low she has gotten to the point where she has to ask someone like, oh, I didn't know she's going to turn up for his birthday party. Like, bitch, it's a birthday party. Everyone's going to yeah. show up. Male, female, whatever will yeah. show up. Yep. And not every female that show up is going to marry him.
0: Yeah. She's super, super insecure.
1: Yeah. Super it's starting insecure. to show a lot more. Yeah. This season.
0: Yep.
1: Yeah. But hey, um, nobody wants you to air out your shreddy boobs in the car. So uh... <laughs> that was disgusting. Just want to say that out loud. <laughs> all right. I want to say before I move on to our last couple here, I feel like PLC needs to put up some trigger warning because there were a lot of triggering incidents and events during this last episode, including mm-hmm. she who shall not be named, but we all know who. I just feel like there's a lot of trigger moments for me. I
0: fast-forwarded through her scene, so I, I'm not exactly sure.
1: I had to live through it because I couldn't fast-forward. Damn you, Sling. But
0: <laughs> I know in the preview, she was like tearing up the car or something she, like that.
1: Yeah, she tore the car because she thinks that it's hers because she paid for it. Mm. And if we didn't hear his side of the story, you would think that she's right. She has the right to do that. But then when you hear his side of the story, you're like, okay, she's mental.
0: Let's talk about it. Now I want to know. Uh, now I want to know. I know. Okay, I know folks who said we time. wouldn't talk about Angela, Just but this I'm, one time, I'm interested. You got okay. me. You, you baited me. <laughs> I want to hear it.
1: I hate to do this. I hate to do this, but let's take a detour for a second. right? Okay. Talk about she who shall not be named. But I will say Michael.
0: We're more talking about his side. If anything. If anything. Okay.
1: So yeah. right, right. his side of the story is that he's asking for money to take down his Instagram account because he don't have any because she asked him to not work while this visa process is ongoing. So oh. she, he needs the income and she stopped giving him the income that she has been providing him. Oh. So he went back to Instagram to, I guess, be earning like, you know... Influencer money influencer or whatever. Money because right, right, he's right. now known, right, on TV... Right. So this is probably the easiest thing he could do. He just go on social media, do TikToks, you know, promote something on Instagram, whatever. Right. And she wants him to take the Instagram down. And he's like, I I have no money. I need supplemental money. Like, you're not giving me money. What am I supposed to do? You told me not
0: to work. She wants him to be... She just dependent wants to control him. On dependent, him. dependent yeah, on him. Yeah, yeah. The the codependent or not codependency, but dependency issue. She yeah. wants that. She wants to hold that money over his head. Yeah. And she wants to hold the visa uh, over
1: his head too, because um, now he's like all in, right? He's uh, they're right. married. Exactly. It's very abusive.
0: That's disgusting.
1: Yeah. And then when they played like some scenes from past season, I'm like, okay, she doesn't let him hang out with the goofballs, his own friends. Mm hmm. Okay, who the fuck is he going to hang out with?
0: Yeah.
1: She doesn't allow him to meet up with American expats to learn about the US, right? Remember that scene? Yep. Basically, she's controlling every aspect of his life. How is that fair? And she berates him. She verbally abused him. And now she vandalizes his home and car that she claims she paid for.
0: Disgusting.
1: Exactly. And... I just feel like TLC has to stop this. Like at some point, they have to either put a disclaimer or some sort of trigger warning because this should not be on TV. People who have gone through this for real in life would be very triggered. Right. You know?
0: And I get he's the victim here, right? I'm not victim blaming. Mm -hmm. But the counter argument, right? Let's address it. The counter argument is, well, he doesn't have to put up with that. Right, uh, if he wanted to, he could end this. He mm-hmm. could end this today if he wanted yeah. to. Yeah, like could he? Could he just say, "Okay, we're done," and then use whatever fame he has left to get his Instagram back? Or is there some kind of contractual shit going on with TLC that he has to stay in fucking this toxic ass relationship?
1: I think. What feel bad receiving- for the guy. Yeah, what we're seeing in the next episode is he said he's done. And that's the first time I, in a long time, or at mm. least the first time we've seen Michael lose his
0: shit. Wow.
1: Yeah. So he I'm has gonna he's have been, to, been hanging on because, like I said, he's all in with her. He talks really favorably of her. He tells his friends, I miss her. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen her for two years. But we're in constant communication. But when we do communicate, we fight a lot because she's obviously berating him, controlling him.
0: Because she's a fucking terrible person. Right. Period. Like, <laughs>
1: like check out this hypocrisy, right? She doesn't let him have Instagram because she thinks that he's using that to flirt with other women. Okay. Yeah, okay. We can give her that. But how is it that she can get away with flirting with other men on TikTok and dancing with them? and All the time. Yeah. yeah. And there was that scandal with the plastic surgeon too in Beverly Hills. Like, come on, there's a double standard here. And she's getting away with it because TLC is letting her get away with it. Mm -hmm. We, as the viewers, are part of the problem too. We let her get away with it. You know, no one is exactly starting a petition to ask for her to be removed from TV. But that's why I said the least TLC can do is to put up a trigger warning or something, or at least, like, towards the end of the episode, say something about, like, If you've been in a domestic abusive relationship, call this hotline. Right, like
0: call her out on her shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The quality of content on Ninety Day Fiance is really deteriorating at this moment. But anyway, I digress. We can go back to our usual (laughs) programming, and end this with Bilal and Shahida, which is also triggering for me because how is it that this doctor says? it's riskier the longer you wait. And Bilal's reply to that is, oh, so you mean we shouldn't try for the next couple of years? Yeah. Bitch, what Bitch. are you
0: hearing? <laughs> he's so fucking manipulative.
1: He, he's so gaslighting. Like,
0: yes. Oh my God. So what I'm hearing you say is that we should wait another. He, he didn't fucking he say, didn't say that. that. He said the opposite. I oh mean, he implied gosh. the opposite. He
1: said, if you wait longer, it's riskier. Yeah. And we all know that. That's why he started off by saying, you're in the advanced maternal age. Um, right. Or as some doctors would call it, like, you would be a geriatric pregnant woman or something like that. Right. And his reply was, oh, I guess we got to wait for a couple of years.
0: Yeah. And he said the doctor said it. So what you're saying is, no, no, not at no, all. No, Yeah. Again, every opportunity this guy has to embarrass his wife, he mm. takes it. And she fired back, right? But did you catch when he tried to embarrass her and he said, so you're saying we should try first, right? And then she's like, well, we haven't tried. You know what I mean? We haven't tried. It's Zero. Because you're fucking not interested in trying. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, he tried to embarrass her. He was trying to say. That was a jab.
1: For sure. But can I say that? I think too, this is. Okay, maybe I'm triggered by Shaida as well. This (laughs) is the same tactic that Shaida had to resort to in order to talk directly to Bilal. Just like how she opens up about their relationship during the tell-all. Oh, definitely. Like during the tell-all, she was all, you know, she has this bravado and she's all like gutsy and suddenly she's spilling everything.
0: She finds her power yeah, when others are around. A, and... Yeah,
1: with a mediator, like when there's a third person and, you know, preferably an expert or, you know, like in this case, the guyni. It's like, I think her goal of that visit is, can you let my husband know that we should start right now? And totally 100% agree. Yeah. And Bilal's like, oh, but we have to try first. And then I'm not sure, Lon, if you watch Pillow talk, but Kara and Guillermo was like, whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean that they, they're not trying? And th- there are two interpretations, apparently. Some couples thought that they're not doing the nasty, and Kara thought that they are doing it, but he's just not finishing it inside her. Yeah. So it's like, either way, I guess they're not actively. He's using right?
0: contraception.
1: <laughs> yeah. And Kara even said, if I were her, I would start poking holes in my condoms. <laughs> like, seriously, get it on right now. Because he's not listening to the doctor, clearly. Yeah. So he, I guess if I'm in Shida's shoes, I would have to take drastic measures.
0: Yeah. And she's being naive, right? One of the notes I made was when she was on the phone call with one of her friends. Mm. She said, oh, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt that he wants kids. He does not want kids. Mm. <laughs> start right, there. Right in front of her. He like, does not want yeah. kids. <laughs> You're keeping this hope alive, right? The yeah. fact that you had to put it in a prenup already says enough. This guy does not want kids. He says he does sometime down the line, but I think, he, look, he's a smart guy, all right? We, I don't like him, but he's smart. What I think is going on is he, if he can stall this long enough, you know, and say, oh, well, it's too late now. You know what I mean? She had to put in the prenup that they needed this to happen by 40. But like, you know, he's definitely stalling here.
1: yeah, And,
0: and he doesn't want kids. Like, ideally, it, he doesn't want kids further down the line either. It doesn't matter how long this break is. Newly married. He tried to emphasize that to the doctor. Yeah, yeah, we just got married. We just got married. And then she's like, we've been married a few months and stuff. And this is not a guy who wants kids. Yeah. Period. Because, yeah, they would have at least, like the doctor said, tried, right? And yeah. He ain't trying. Nah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he's not enthusiastic about it. And she right. she wants to check the viability of her ex. And he's not even down for that. He's like, no. Oh, we should be doing yeah. each other. And, yeah, you're right, Lon. I, I also think that he's buying time for sure. Um, we get a vasectomy uh, down the road.
0: No. Good point about the viability is that we sh- also should note is um the 21 day uh, cycle. I guess. Does, eye razor.
1: Yeah, yeah, does affect her chances because mm-hmm. it shortens the the time when you need to right. get your eggs. The fertilization. The yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. the the ovulation cycle is just very right. short. So she has a very narrow window every month. Mm-hmm. So they have to like be more strategic and target like, okay, this this week, let's do it, you know? Yeah. So I just feel like he's just not enthusiastic at the end of the day. You know, we can talk about this every week, but we can see like Stevie Wonder can see. He's not, <laughs> he's not enthusiastic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lon. So that is our coverage of last week's episode of 90 Day Fiancé, uh, Happily Ever After. What is your WTF moment?
0: For me, it was Kimbali, again, dictating how the second wife situation should happen and should occur and placing rules on this. And he's like, no, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? After faking to him that she was down. Okay, mm. I kind of get that, you know, uh, if I didn't like your son, if you didn't like my son, you know, blah, 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 I get it. All right, so, you know, what if I meet someone in America? No, oh, hell no, nah. you can't. Well, well, okay, but if she's Hapa or what is it? Hausa, Hoppa, whatever. I, maybe I'm Hausa. saying. Hausa. How's if she's trip? Hausa, and, and, yeah. and, but she's in America, what? that doesn't rule anything out. Yeah. I fucking told you. I'm like, here we fucking go. <laughs> you are not down for this. You are not built for this. Like, don't be telling him you respect his culture, you respect his wishes, and but then start placing conditions on this shit. This isn't how it works. (laughs) So fucking WTF to that.
1: Yep. My WTF is obviously Bilal. Bilal, right. And his misinterpretation of what the doctor said, that's so triggering. Yeah. But also I think like what we just discussed a few minutes ago, what somebody who shall not be named, what Mm. she did to... Michael's car was also very triggering. She's so vile. Like, she got into the taxi or the Uber. She was, like, holding a glass of, I'm assuming, alcohol and smoking. And I'm like, dude, like, have some respect for that guy's car. Yeah. You're entering someone's car with your cigarette and...
0: And a drink.
1: And a drink. What if you uh, spill it? What yeah. if your, your cigarette ashes all over his back seat? Like
0: The self-entitlement. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah,
1: totally. Yeah, that was really triggering. Gotta do better, TLC. Gotta do better.
0: 100% agree.
1: All right. We shall take a break and we'll be right back in a few. And we're back to talk about happier stuff. Or well, maybe not so happy stuff. Not so
0: happy, maybe. <laughs> depends how you see it. <laughs> yeah, it depends on how you see it.
1: Definitely happier than 90 Day Fiancé Happily Ever After. So... This is episode seven of Hot D, House of the Dragons. Lon, let's get your take on it.
0: Uh, main takeaways. I lost an eye, but I gained a dragon. Boom. The lines that were drawn between Rhaenyra and Alicent, with the loyalty's viscerous being in a tough spot. hmm Some, you know, familial uh, incestuousness (laughs) going on there. What they didn't finish. They finished the unfinished business. (laughs) Damon and Rhaenyra. And then finally, plot twist. That was a crazy plot twist. And if I'm interpreting this right, that Laenor was in on it the entire time. From the beginning that he knew that he was faking his death. Mm. That he knew that this was going to be a fake death and that he was not going to be murdered, which I didn't catch until like the very last before end credits scene is he, he shaved off his locks and he's in the boat. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what did you <laughs> I thought he was for sure dead. And then yeah. I was like, wait, all they did was burn the body. And that explains why Damon ran in there and snapped that guy's neck. Yeah. And All he did was, you know, what do you want from me, my lord? And he said, a clean death with many witnesses or whatever. You know what I mean? And I was Mm. just like, it makes sense. It's a crazy episode, (laughs) y'all. This is good TV here. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) so those were my main takeaways, if I were to summarize key points. Yeah,
1: I think I'm with you there. My main takeaways is that definitely the line has been drawn between Team Green and Team Black. Mm, Right. Yes, there were uh, incestuous moments. Did you catch the part where Aegon and Eamon were talking about how they were going to be betrothed to their own sister?
0: Yeah, and Aemond, so here's another note I made. Aemond seems more like the, not maybe leader is the wrong word, but more up to the duties of mm-hmm. being, uh, I guess. Uh, Living up to his name. I would, right, the, right, the politics yeah. side of it. He's like, you yeah. know what, I, that's our fucking duty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And what are you talking about? You know? And I'm like, this isn't what's going on in Aegon's head at all. Yeah. You know, he's like, and I don't fucking know her. She's weird, you know. And he's like, I would totally marry her for, yeah, for duty. For,
1: yeah, for duty. Yeah. And um, I really like the confrontation between Rhaenyra and Alison. You can tell Allison really wants an eye for an eye literally. That was
0: my jaw dropped. I get it, your son was hurt, but then to ask that. Mm-hmm. to ask that somebody really hurt a child yeah, and then to go for it, like, oh my gosh, I get it. Your son's hurt and I would fucking want revenge too. But really to just say, you know what? Look at a kid and go, give me that fucker's eye, yeah. man. Like,
1: I think damn. this is where <laughs> we see that Allison is so far from who she was in the beginning. Like yeah. she's finally understanding that she has a lot of power. hmm is not shy to exercise that. And she knows that her husband is weak,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: like figuratively and physically weak, and that she can get away with it. I mean, she has Kristen Cole by her side. Now she has her dad, who's Mm
0: -hmm. the
1: hand of the king now. And she has Larry Strong. So she knows that she has allies and she's going to tempt her fate. And we're going to see that, right? Because next week's episode, we're going to see that team green the high towers are taking over Mm. king's landing and the other takeaway for me is again going back to aemon i like how he muster all his courage to claim vegar i didn't like the fact that he kind of stole it from his cousins right right because I guess she wanted... I forgot her name and I apologize. She doesn't have a dragon. She doesn't have a dragon right. yet. And she thought she's going to inherit her mom. But then he's like, nope, I'm taking this. Like, I guess it's like, find this keeper, right? Like should have claim claimed her. her. Yeah, right. like, that was it. Yeah, but he took a lot of balls for him to claim him. And, you know, I was watching a couple of YouTubes that describe like Bagar being now the oldest dragon after Balon and he's... She, sorry, it's a she. It's a female dragon. She's obviously big and she's like a, think of it as, she's like Churros, my cat. They're like older, they're fiercer. Baby. Isn't she
0: supposed to be the biggest of the biggest she of is. them all, right? Yeah, yeah, she
1: is. So the fact that he did that and managed to claim her, that's a win, a big win for Team Green. And huge. I think Otto Hightower recognized that. It's a huge win.
0: Yeah. He did too, right? I lost an eye. It was a fair trade. Yeah. Yeah. When they couldn't get it, he was like, it's a fair trade. I was like, damn. (laughs) Yeah,
1: And then I think we also will see how he sort of take over the leadership from his brother. Because according to the books, the brother is not really keen on being the next in line. He's a big drinker and he just wants to fuck around and
0: while you were drowning
1: yourself in your cups, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: How Allison put it or whatever. Like yeah. yeah.
1: And we're gonna see another conflict too. I think Corliss, Valerian, it's his turn to fall sick. And his mm. wife and and Corliss's brother, they might fight for the Driftmark throne. Mm. The claim to Driftmark, I guess. So that's the conflict. And I think the triarchy has started another war in the Stepstones. The substance. Yeah, right? the same war that during the council two weeks ago where Renera was like, well, we got to do something about it. And Raceri was like, nah. And Ellison was like, yeah, we, we're good. We're chill. And Renera was like, well, if you don't do something about it, it's going to turn into something. So it is going to turn into something. And I guess maybe they'll get the dragon riders to fight the war for them. Yeah, I think there were a lot of... Um, Really great scenes on this episode. Mm -hmm. I feel like you know we finally see Rhaenyra being very strategic, and that's why she asked her uncle for
0: help. Right. I think the fight was a crazy scene to watch. The kids go at it. Like yeah, with. that one of them gets jumped by like what four or five of them Mm. he's about to beat the guy's head in with a rock yeah and then 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 the knife comes out and i was just like dude that was so intense and then you you see the gash and i was like fuck man (laughs) yeah that was a a crazy scene i wonder who somebody was directing that like all right like (laughs) here's what's gonna happen you're gonna kick his ass (laughs) yeah it it was off the rails that scene they're supposed to be kids too (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's sad that
1: the parents' uh, beef kind of trickled down to them. It really poisoned the way they look at each other, right? Yeah. Because Allison's whispering to her sons saying that, hey, your cousins are actually bastards.
0: That had its own tension too. When Viserous was like, who said that shit? He's like looking at Allison and Allison's looking back. But then the answer... Everybody knows. I was like, oh, man, everybody yeah. knows. And Egon just left it like, at that. That was
1: it. We all can see. Yeah. Everyone knows. Everyone can see. Yeah, but I got to give it to Viserys, right? Like, even though he's weak, he's trying to, like, right the wrong here. And he's trying to put the kibosh on it. So, you know, with whatever strength that and authority he has or he thinks he has. Yeah. I just think that. The real villain here is definitely the high towers. But mm-hmm. maybe I'm wrong. Maybe next episode I might be Team Green. Who knows? But definitely definitely not a fan of Kristen Cole.
0: Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm over Kristen. I'm over yeah, Kristen. Yeah, I'm
1: Cole. over. I think a lot of people are over Kristen too. I'm also over the fact that HBO was playing around with the lighting too much. Like the night scenes was really bad. I don't know if if that affected your TV lawn, but I was watching the scene where Rhaenyra and Damon were walking down the beach and it was like beamed and then it was bright and then it was dim, and then brighter and then, yeah. So yeah. That part kind of ruined it for me. But it's like, remember the long night that war right. and then yep. it was too dark? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, now I realize that when I want to watch a Game of Thrones or House of the Dragon episode, it has to be at night with the shutters down and everything right. all dimmed out because then I can see the contrast on TV because otherwise I won't be able to make out what the fuck I'm looking at. You need to adjust your
0: black levels. So, and you know, I've seen arguments online and stuff. Well, if some you just need a better TV, you're right. The lighting conditions in the room play a big part. I Mm. think if you have lights on and especially for a TV that glares, that's not a good look. Turn off all the lights, watch the episode at night. For me, it was still kind of difficult, but my black levels are tuned, right? Mm. So, um, but Koi has bad eyes. So, for Koi, she couldn't see anything. Mm. All she saw was the white hair. She's like, oh, I damn. know people are out there, but I don't know who that is. <laughs> I oh, was that's like, bad. Yeah. yeah, but I was able to see it. Could it have been better? Totally. Yeah there there could have been better lighting conditions. Maybe they could have faked some moonlight and mm. turned up. I don't know the brightness levels in post production yeah that's what i think they should have done yeah improved it in post-production shoot right? it in night mode <laughs> In night mode bang, everything's green <laughs> like
1: <laughs> all right any other takeaways or highlights for you long before we close um them?
0: you know uh i just think and you did mention this as a really good observation is it does seem like aim mind is kind of emerging as more of the leader amongst their siblings right mm-hmm. him claiming vegar mm-hmm. and him kind of you know remarking about his duties to the realm by marrying his sister if he needed to and and perhaps maybe something going on with the time jump so i'm kind of interested with how that's gonna play out later on
1: yeah i think for me i'm interested to know how miss sarah comes in again i hope she's still in it She's still in it. I think she's appearing again in the next episode. And I want to see how she's going to help Team Black. Mm. Because I don't know where her allegiance is, but I'm guessing it's with Damon. Yeah. Uh, So I want to see where that goes. But I, I agree with you. I think Eamon is starting to get ahead of himself a little bit. Because in the preview, I saw a scene where he really beat the living shit out of his cousins. And... I think the fact that claiming Vegar kind of got to him, you know, he thinks that mm-hmm. he's now, you know, unstoppable, right. he's omnipotent and something, like he's the Targaryen, I guess. But yeah. but I also cannot wait for uh, Rhaenyra and Damon's kid because that's also, apparently, they will have two kids and the kids will be called Aegon as well and Viserys. So confusing.
0: <laughs> that's confusing. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. confusing,
1: yeah. 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 So I I want to see how that pans out, like how that complicates things.
0: Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah.
1: All right, Lon. Any last words before we end this? That's it for me. All right, y'all. I think it's a Filipino Heritage Month.
0: It is. Thank you yeah. for mentioning that.
1: Is there like a night market thing? I think there is. I could be wrong. In the Bay Area, right? There's like maybe some food festival or something.
0: There might be. I haven't looked. I've just been so busy. But yeah, yeah now that you mentioned it, there, there's probably something going on.
1: Yeah. But anyway, happy uh, Filipino Heritage Month. Thanks, to Nadia. My Filipino sisters and brothers. Other than that, be kind to one another. Tell TLC to put a trigger disclaimer.
0: <laughs> and uh, Happy spooky season, everybody. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Happy pumpkin spice season. (laughs) Pumpkin (laughs) spice All right, y'all. Till next time. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. Thanks for listening, WTFers. If you love the podcast, give us a five-star review on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is appreciated and really helps us out. You can also find us under listener support on anchor.fm and donate for as low as 99 cents or on Patreon at WTF Extra. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90 Day Fiance WTF. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. Don't forget to like, share, and follow the podcast.